And welcome into another episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. And joining us now here on the program, pleased to have with us Brett Kenzie. He is the president of RCAF. And Brett, we appreciate the time. Thanks so much for joining us. I hope you're doing well. Doing real good. A lot of things going on right now across the country here, Brett, on top of the busy time of year. Uh, Obviously, a lot of things happening and moving in Washington, D.C., farm bill discussions ongoing, uh, a lot of other topics we're watching closely. So I want to dive in and talk with you about some of these things here and RCAF's perspective on things. Uh, What are some of the things that are are on your mind and on RCAF's mind here heading in and through this farm bill discussion right now? Well, I'll tell you, rural America is really enjoying these cattle prices. Um, You know, we we hear a lot of talk about record prices on cattle, but those of us that do it for a living day in and day out know that a lot of record priced inputs have gone into getting them there, you know, and there's been some big holes to fill from in the past. Going into Farm Bill, I guess I would just say what helps us create our Farm Bill platform is, is we look at the long-term trajectory of this industry. Probably the, the biggest number that's being passed around right now is the smallest cow herd since 1962. You know, you add that to the fact that we've lost over 40% of our cow-calf producers in the last generation. 70% of independent feeders like me, uh, we run a feedlot and a cow-calf operation and you know, it's just been a tough trajectory that we need to change. So that's our our farm bill platform really seeks to address rebuilding the foundation of our American beef production systems productivity. And that would be to get this herd rebuilding restarted, you know, of a long-term push for our calf, probably the entire reason we were created is we just want competitive, transparent markets. And, uh, People are tired of hearing, you know, maybe our our hallmark initiative is the American Beef Labeling Act, Senate Bill 52. We fought a long time to get this thing filed, and now we're going to try and get it pushed into law because, you know, as we seek to rebuild this cow herd, we're going to have to be able to compete with the imports that we know are going to be coming. And we just don't think that that's too much to ask of our, our Senate to instruct USDA and USTR to uh, get that done because I think American beef can compete with any beef in the world if we're given the opportunity. I know we have the cattle contract library pilot out from USDA right now. What's your take on that? What's your what's RCAF's stance on that program as we're seeing it kind of unfold in this pilot form here the last couple of months? I think that it's a great idea. You know, the, the idea of it is great. But the devil's always in the details in terms of implementation, kind of like it's been some years ago, mandatory price reporting, you know, was really going to set us free and maybe create some transparency. Because the big question is in everybody's mind is what are the value of these fed cattle? Because that then instructs the feeder cattle market and, and this light calf market. So while we support the idea of the cattle contract library, one of our ideas that that we're pushing forward in our farm bill platform is that cattle contracts should have to be filed with AMS in writing and be auditable. They wouldn't have to be perhaps publicly disclosed, but they should have to be filed just to create a paper trail and a verifiable source of what these contracts are 
uh, it wouldn't be a lot different than what an elevator does in terms of grain merchandising, just to be able to show auditors what's going on in the market. So that's something that we think that could really, it's kind of like an EPD, Jesse. It would just increase the accuracy of that library. If we want to use tools like this to instruct the market, we have to make sure that they're accurate. And what I've seen so far, the contract library and bless those guys' hearts, they've been given quite a task to try to put something together that has a lot of numbers and to put it into a presentable form. I still don't think there's anything that truly would help in terms of creating a tool that would help in value discovery for the producer. It's kind of just a book of hypotheticals at this point. So that's where we stand on the contract library. We support the idea, but we think that uh, shrouding everything in terms of confidentiality really gives the most concentrated areas of the country a free pass, so to speak, in terms of reporting. I want to turn our attention to one other area as well here, Brett, and that is the RFID rule, the radio frequency, ear tags for cattle. I know, RCAF, you guys have come out here just in the last uh, week or so urging the USDA to scrap this RFID rule. So can you provide some perspective uh, for us on, uh, on why you're coming out and saying to get rid of this rule? We've fought mandatory ID since the early 2000s. It's uh, kind of an invasion of privacy, we feel. And, you know, the last major battle in this was in 2013 when we, when we were issued the 2013 animal disease traceability rules. And when you look at what's been done since 2013 with those 2013 rules that allowed flexibility, you know, we, we have a very diverse cattle production system spread across this United States. Traceback speeds have increased 42 times since 2013 with this mm-hmm. current system. More than half the states contract these cattle in, in less than an hour. So rather than spend $26 million trying to come up with a more perfect system that may or may not end up being more perfect, where there's still a lot of questions about data privacy, questions about where the tags come from, the reliability of that supply chain, you know, more questions than answers. I think that we need to re-emphasize our our national defense against foreign disease, you know, in terms of import standards of the meat that comes into this country. Because if we're going to spend $26 million on mandatory ID of 11% of our herd, I I try to stick to the facts, being the president of RCAF USA, but everything that I read, everyone that I've heard speak takes this technology and runs away with it as far as people want to know where their food's from and marketing programs and broad accessibility for the industry. I think that it's pretty obvious that we're going to be moving towards total traceability. So if you take that $26 million number times 10, you're looking at a quarter of a billion dollars that we're spending on after-the-fact reaction to disease within our borders. If you look at foot and mouth disease coming into this country, I don't think any level of traceability is going to mitigate the catastrophe that's going to unfold in terms of not just our our livestock industry, but, you know, again, to take it back to that foundational element, the the strong foundation of food security for this nation stands at defense. Again, that's RCAF USA President Brett Kenzie. This has been American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm Jesse Allen, wishing you a great rest of your day.